Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Bennett Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. We are coming to you live from Pluckers and Grapevine. So many awesome Tolos stopping by to say hi. It's really fantastic. It means the world to us. Thank you for supporting us and coming up here and grabbing lunch today. We've gotten to meet a lot of different ones, so we're grateful for those opportunities. Don't forget, you got a chance to win $1,000 just by listening to what we're doing right now, by listening to a radio station you already like. When we give you the word of the hour, boy, that's your chance to text that word in and maybe win $1,000, so keep listening. It could happen at any minute. Just added to Faniversary, uh, Saturday, October 26th from noon to 4 at Texas Live in Arlington. We're Obviously, we've told you some of the people that are going to be there. Jalen Smith, Charles Haley, uh, see Craig Ludwig, Ed Belfour, Chris Woodward. Well, uh, Jim Jeffcoat's now going to be there as well, a member of the 100 Sack Club. Jim Jeffcoat in the house. Wow. Did it. Yep. Incredible. We did it. We did it. So he'll be there, too. And I think the names are just going to keep piling on and, and being added. Uh, anniversary is going to be great. Bring your whole family. It's free to park, free to enter. Texas Live, Saturday, October 26th from noon to four. Now, one of our biggest traditions on the Thursday heading into the Cowboys weekend is to have Kevin KT Turner bring us KT's Red Band Trailer Matchup Preview. And here with this week's KT's Red Band Matchup Trailer Preview for the Cowboys-Eagles game on Sunday night is Kevin KT Turner. Yes, wow. thank you. God, yeah. I thought it was possible. Give it up, everyone. Flap those wings, you know what I'm saying? What? This oh, is my. the finest talk show host in Dallas. Oh. Thank you, Angelo. So we've talked a lot about getting off to a good start. And uh, I'm one who always thinks the Cowboys could do a better job getting off to a good start. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be huge for obvious reasons. But also on the Eagles' end, get this, guys. They've allowed the fourth most scoring drives in the first quarter since the beginning of last season. Fourth most. The Eagles give up the booty in the first quarter. Okay. So I, go get I, it. Yeah, I like this. This is an opportunity is what you're telling me. They have the third least scoring drives in the first quarter since the beginning of last season. The Eagles are not fast starters themselves. Mm. What I'm basically saying is they dig themselves in the holes a lot like the Cowboys have. Take advantage of it, guys. It's time for you to go do something. They did. They've In the games I've watched, of, uh, I'm talking about Philly, of the games I've watched of theirs this year, they've done that. Yeah. I mean, look at how they started off the season against Washington. No, absolutely. What a butthole team that is. It's, it's bad. Now, we've talked a lot about how they can't cover. It's going to be huge. Who's healthy for them? If we were ranking the players they need to play, Ronald Darby would come in at the top. He's a cornerback. Right. Um, but also Jalen Mills, two guys who have experience. Otherwise, they're just running out there, guys who they took a guy. You guys remember the cornerback, Sidney Jones, from a couple years at Washington. And he tore his Achilles, oh, yeah. and they drafted him anyways in right. the second round. He's been getting torched. So it's like, okay, they need these guys to play. Unless the Cowboys can throw. The Eagles are second in the league in rush defense. They're 29th in the league in pass defense. The key to beating them is very clear. You can throw it on them. But it helps if you're running the ball. It sucks that you don't have protection. This is, this to me, and it's easy to say this coming off three-game losing streaks, and that's not lost on me. But I don't want to have another Monday when we're going – 
same old BS. They didn't make the proper adjustments. They know what the Eagles are going to do. Can I throw something out there right quick since Cobb, I mean, since uh, Cooper is out? You guys remember the audio we played in uh, preseason uh, when we were out in Oxnard where Gallup was talking about the difference is that every receiver now is running every route. Is the, is the Eagles are preparing for this week. I would put Gallup out there in routes that he hasn't ran all year long. I would want Philadelphia to never have any idea what we're going to do with him. And I know he's coming off of a week with three drops. That makes me want to throw it to him even all the more. I think we believe in that player. Yeah, I think yeah. he's primed for a big bounce back game. I think their defense is incredibly suspect. I would utilize Gallup in as many different ways and ways in which Philly hasn't seen anything on tape yet. I would roll out the Gallup parade. I don't think you have a choice. You've got (laughs) really Uh nothing else. Uh, So he has to be your one, two, and three receiver. I mean, I don't have any confidence that Tavon Austin can be healthy after being tackled. I mean that's that's very he possible. Did get used a lot last that's week. It's very possible he's going to break at any at any moment. Yeah. Um. So really, that's I, KT. I like your idea about trying to get Tony Pollard involved. That's a weapon who has obviously been way underutilized. Uh, I'm with you on that skin. They need to get the ball to Gallup a lot. But if you're the Eagles, that's the one guy you have to worry about. That's why I don't want to use him in any way that they've seen yet because they're going to load up on him in blitz. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Well, I mean, every this is every where, Eagles game I've watched, they just blitz the whole time. And the Cowboys will probably try to get Tavon involved if Cobb can't play. They'll try to get Devin Smith the ball on the outside, things like that. And I, I also, you know, I want to mention what happened in Week Five when the Cowboys lost to the Packers. Again, Aaron Rodgers only completed four passes to wide receivers. They were throwing it to the running back. Now they were running all over them. That's a, that helps. But they were throwing it to running backs and tight ends. Okay, that's how they got through that game. Because number one wide receiver went down, number two wide receiver went down. Well, Cowboys are without two of their top guys here. Who's the other guys on your roster? Jarwin's on your team for a reason. You can use him. Tony Pollard, why did you draft him if you're not going to use him? Mm -hmm. Use him. He's there for you. And this kind of goes to where I want to go with the Eagles offensively. Miles Sanders, they drafted in the second round from Penn State. Has a little bit of a fumbling problem. He's a fumbler in college, but I really liked him. He's averaging 17 yards per catch this year on a small sample size, but he's averaging 17 yards per catch. He is their one big play guy, aside from Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's still fast and the only element of team speed. Miles Sanders is a big play guy. Why can't Tony Pollard do things like that? Make the defense account for those other guys. This is what I wonder is, is what is going on between the personnel department and the game plan department. Like at some point uh, along between who picks the talent and who decides how they're going to utilize talent, is there a disconnect? Because somebody decided, hey, we need Tony Pollard. Let's go get Tony Pollard. Let's use him like Alvin Kamara. This is going to be great for the offense. It's going to be great for Dak. It's going to be great for Zeke. Lessen the burden a little bit. Here's another weapon we can incorporate and be creative. And then when it comes time to using him, they just don't. Well, this is what's confusing because the narrative is that Kellen Moore is in charge and making the calls. The other narrative is that Tony Pollard was his pick. He won, He's the one that wanted Pollard. He's the one that thought he would be a dynamic weapon for this team. So why aren't we seeing him utilized? The rumor was that they had Mike Weber graded higher than Tony Pollard. They took Pollard in the fourth and Weber in the seventh. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was a rumor. The scouts. The scouts, yeah. Yeah, but you heard the same things about Kellen Moore and Pollard, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was his and pick. This little thing, have a little fun. Go give me that guy. What's a cool toy, that type of thing. 
But I think considering that we're playing the Eagles, I want to make a quick note about this being a Sunday night game. Now, we do want you guys listening to the radio, 105.3 The Fan. You can listen to the game. Pre-game show is going to be great. They'll get going or in the 5 o'clock area right around there, right? Uh, maybe the 4 o'clock area because it's a 7, 7.20 kickoff or whatever. But on the TV broadcast, you will have Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. And I just hope we don't have a moment like this for Brett Maher because Maher needs a good two for two. He needs 100% night across the board. No misses anymore, Maher. I don't want him having a moment like this, Shippy. That wasn't a doink. That was a dong. <sighs> if we're hearing that on Sunday night, I think that's a bad plan for what's happening. I think it's just a bad thing if we get that from Maher. So keep that in mind. Why, did we ever get to the bottom of what Al Michaels was doing there? We did not. What do you think? <sighs> yeah. What is he? I think he is vocalizing how uncomfortable he is if there's an unexpected dong. Okay. Ooh. Because if, you, if you're like, like. he's pointing at it? No, like it's like. That was uh, a dong. It's his internal fear. Like he's like, ooh, ah, ooh. I want no part of that. Like listen to it. Ooh. Yeah, it's like if you're at his Thanksgiving and you, someone just whips one out, he's, this is what he does. Ooh. Wait, like, who? Why would someone whip it out at Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm not I, saying they would, Kevin, but for science, we have to have this conversation. <laughs> I've been to some weird Thanksgivings, but it almost sounds like an apathetic ghost trying to scare someone, but they're not into it. <laughs> Uncle Doug and Aunt Connie from North Carolina come for this year's Thanksgiving. So Aunt, Aunt Connie always comes for Thanksgiving, Casey. So a couple years ago. <laughs> she's thankful. For the turkey. Guys, This, she doesn't always come. It's uh, once every five years or so. Oh, my God. We see Aunt wow. Connie Sucks come to Sucks for town. her. What? She doesn't get here often. She yeah. likes to see her family. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, more, it's better it's family, that way. family, bro. Yep. So, Cowboys-Eagles, and at the core of it, hey, we, we can talk sports and break down numbers. We can, can you? Kick ass. Chop Let's do it, it up next. And Dak versus Wentz and who needs to step up and injuries. And, whoa, you know, we can do it all day long. But I think at the core, this is a heated rivalry, fellas. It's a heated rivalry. And it reminded me of a time two years ago when our station got crossways with our sister station on the same company, WHIP, in Philadelphia. So I thought I would provide you guys some context to some of the great drops that we've had over the years. Okay. Oh, great. Starting with this. This is how it kind of started. As, you know, we had Cataldi on. Cataldi talked over us. We cut him off. Uh, and then wars went back and forth, and even Sean and RJ were popping in, and everyone was taking shots at each other. And it got real, you know, it got real uncivilized, if we're being honest. It was a very Lord of the Flies routine everyone was doing. Was Josh Ennis on Whip at some point? Probably. Okay. But don't mention him. He's not a thing. Just bringing the racism because he to is the a, party. He is a, just an ass. Now, cut one here is going to be Cataldi. And the morning show, my friends at Whip, the morning show. Yeah. Making fun of the Ben and Skin show. Oh, I like this. And Dak Prescott revealed on Tuesday on the Ben and Skin show. They're making fun of me. <laughs> what, game, what game is Skin? Skin? I, anyway. Okay. Pretty That's good the joke. joke. So you know, here's the wit involved. He's a, he's a connoisseur of high-level wit. So the joke he constructed is, what kind of name is skin? Right. And that's the joke. Okay, so it kind of started there. Now, this is a clip where they had gone after the morning show a little bit. 
And for some reason, like the Sean and RJ's name are on the show. That's like if if, the, if they wanted to come after someone wanted to come after me. And it's the Ben and Skin show. Like no one's gonna really drive. Don't out of the you way forget to hit me it, with Kevin? Yeah. yeah, I know. Like my name's not on the show. Yeah, for re- good reason. <laughs> for good reason. It never and will be. It never will be. It never will be. And I've come to accept those terms. Okay, it's you fine. Have, you mind if I high five Skin right now? Woo-hoo! I have had deep corporate meetings about that very thing. In like your face. on the 1053thefan.com website, the Ben and Skin show. And there's Ben and Skin. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Sean and RJ show, everyone, you got all of them. Yeah, that's uh, in our contract. Troy. We, didn't, we didn't want that. Those pictures were taken when it was called New School. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, they have a guy on their show a couple years ago who wanted to go after Roy, qualifying Roy as the music guy. <laughs> and I'm just telling you, Roy's come to me a million times. I don't know how you keep up with all these new bands and stuff. I don't know how you keep up with all the music. <laughs> I thought this was funny, and uh, in the end, you'll see the context of one of our favorite drops. I found Roy's bio, by the way. The music yeah. guy, Roy, the, yeah. the bio, his bio says that he considers himself a veteran gamer. <laughs> All right, hold on. An oh, it's, expert. It's called nerd. Yeah. A- hold on. Expert. All right. Fantasy sport player. Wow. Oh, wow. We shouldn't mess with this From guy. Dallas. From Dallas. Wow. That's a lot of good stuff there. Oh, that's what they- They're making fun of me. <laughs> That's a lot of good stuff there. And then he high-fived that British That's baby. a lot of good stuff there. Now, you might be saying, KT, there's probably better ways to spend your Tuesday night than going back three years in the archive and finding no. what happened when you guys were reviewing Whip Audio. But I thought that was fun because I had forgotten the context of that whole thing. They kill Roy for in his bio, and I want to see if Roy changed his Twitter bio now. Okay, because that was his Twitter bio. He says <laughs> he's not making the most of the platform. Member of Sean and RJ, five thirty to ten on the fan. Purveyor of comedy. Okay. Artist of intros and parodies. Hated by haters. Lover of tolos. He should also add that's a lot of good stuff. That's right a there. lot yeah. of good stuff there. So they took a little shot at Roy. I thought it was interesting. Lastly, I think my favorite moment in this Red Band trailer as we sum it up. And by the way. I'm picking the Eagles 23-20. to 20. Um, They took a call from Darren. Now, we've been a little back and forth. We've done it for years. Oh, he's an Italian meatball guy. Ooh, you know, we make fun of their accent on that stuff. The caller, Darren, uh, is trying to play the sensitive card, and he is mad that we at the Fan in Dallas would make fun of Angelo Cataldi's Italian heritage. This is my favorite drop in the history of the station. How you Good doing, morning. Darren? Real well, thank you. I'm a little upset because I'm Italian also, and um, this is getting to me. Um, but what they don't understand is that Carson Wentz's yeah. coach, his quarterback coach, yep. is Italian. John and that's why. Yep. Yeah. And, and they, what? it's is just it, they, like a Mr. they're so stupid in Isn't Dallas Italian? that everything that comes out of their mouth is ridiculous. That's, that's what I, I mean, think. I mean, uh, I just, I'm born and raised in South Philadelphia, grew up from the vet, and how dare they oh. comment on ethnicity? Um, <laughs> Why, how can that guy be that drunk in the morning? How dare they comment on ethnicity? Do you know how much red wine you have to drink to be oh. talking like that at 9 a.m.? Hey, I'm so butthurt. I got to name another Italian guy that's on their team. The coach, oh John Filippo, <laughs> And he needs to be fired, but he's Italian, so I feel for him. Isn't How RJ Italian? Is, I think Choppy's short for Chopparelli or something. <laughs> it's so great. 
Um, I had so much fun re-listening to that. So I thought that would kind of get us ready for Cowboys-Eagles. Again, my final prediction here, Eagles 20, I like that. Cowboys 20. I wish I could pick the Cowboys, but I can't. And, uh, and if you're going to boo me for that, don't call me a homer on Sunday when I make excuses for them. Well, <laughs> I, think you, I think you did great work there, Kevin. I'm really, really proud. All right, so Ben and Skate I mean, Show, 105.3 The Fan. You know. Coming up next, this uh, conversation broke out on the morning show. Uh, we'll add a little fuel to the fire. Does Zeke still have it at the highest of levels? Is he giving you enough? We'll talk about it next on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. What's really cool about this radio station is how often it rewards its loyal listeners. Like, every once in a while, you got a chance just by listening to win $1,000. That's coming up at some point during our show. In fact, I'll do it right now. The word for this hour is soul, S-O-U-L. Soul is the word. Text that into 72881, and you could win $1,000. Awesome piece in The Athletic uh, about the – uh, 10 players for the Cowboys that need to step up the most moving forward uh, if they want to turn this season around. is written by, ah, crap, John Mashoda. John Mashoda wrote it. Let's go through those 10, and I want to focus on Zeke when we get to Zeke, but he's not number one. Number one on Mashoda's list of Cowboys that need to uh, step up in order to save this season. Number one is Demarcus Lawrence. I'm conflicted about this. You're talking about a guy still leading the team in splash plays. Uh-huh. He's getting double teamed as much or almost as much as anybody in the NFL. What more do you want from this guy? I mean, I get it. You want sacks. I get it. You want you want sacks. But if he's getting double teamed that much and he still is leading your team in splash plays, then he's probably doing all right i don't think he would be number one on my list how many uh how many sacks does he have this year two five two point five um i on pace for six and a half last year he had ten and a half yeah but he's not he's not finishing he's still he's still impacting the game he's still he's not finishing he's basically on the same pace for pressures mashota points out he's he had 39 pressures last year. He's on pace for 35 this year. I've always thought the sack was a fluky stat because a lot of things that come with a sack depend on the quarterback you're playing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he was so close to getting Rodgers a couple times in week five. Right. Um, you know, you, you want to see him finish. It's a sexy stat. You see it. It's very easy to look at and go, oh, that's, you know. But I, I just, I don't know that. It's just it's hard it's hard to quantify. Like if he's getting if he's getting there with the same amount of pressures, then he's in the area. He's close. It's almost right. happening. Right. And part of that could be the other guys they're playing off of as well. So he yeah, was asked if he's hurt. Uh, he was asked after the the Jets loss if if he's hurt, and he says, "You go to work sometimes. Do you make uh, you go to work tired sometimes? Do you make excuses?" And the reporter said, "No," and he said, "All right then." So ain't no reason for us to make excuses. We're all grown men in this locker room. We understand what we signed up for when we chose to play this game. That's what we're going to do. We're going to come back. We're going to battle, and we're going to find a way to fix this. You guys think he's hurt? Yes. I think he's hurt in uh, nine different places. Yeah, I think I think it's likely. Um, but then, you know, we kind of get into the whole thing of degree of hurt. They're all hurt in some – like Crawford was hurt beyond repair. Right? Quinn looks incredibly fresh. Quinn looks like he shot out of a cannon, you know? Yeah. It's like different guys are hurt at different levels. But, I, I, yeah, I do believe that he's hurt. He's compromised. All right. Uh, number two on Mashota's list of Cowboys who need to step up to turn the season around is Ezekiel Elliott. 
He says, no running back takes more of a pounding than Zeke. He's on pace to rush for 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns. He's had, uh, he's, he, let's see, he's got 16 runs of at least 10 yards this year, but the home runs have been missing. Uh, Elliott shared Wednesday that his 12-yard run late in the first quarter against the Jets was a play he'd like to have back. We talked about that. If he just would have waited for Travis Frederick to block, he might have taken that 75 yards. But this is a conversation that's been happening on the radio station. I heard Sean and RJ talking about it. It is, has Zeke lost a step? Well, do you guys know what his numbers just off the top of your head were for this past game? I know because I was reading it earlier. Did he have 28 carries or 28 touches? 28 carries, and he had five touches, right? 108 yards. He had 105 yards and 48 yards receiving. He had a very productive day. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think for him, uh, you know, the loss to step stuff is just so hard to uh, – if it looks that way and you're seeing it, I know this conversation happened with Jalen, then maybe that's a thing if you're just seeing it. I don't know how, how many open lanes he's had to run through compared to past years. Um, one thing I would like to see him u- is utilize more in the passing game. This is the most, and again, I, I'm not defending every player by going out and calling out the coaching staff, but let me just say this. Zeke has one pass target that's over five yards down the field, and it was that one that worked the other night, that wheel route for 25 yards on the pass interference call. That was huge. Which if he didn't get interfered with, he catches. Yeah. Like, that's so you're one for one on running him down the field. Maybe do it again. Yeah. You know? well, Everything else is check down, check down, check down, or throw it behind the line of scrimmage. And it's just not an effective way to do things. I, I think I, so I think like there's three or four plays over the last couple of years where they threw it over his shoulder down the field and he made incredible catches. Mm-hmm. I think that can be a much bigger part of this thing. He's a beast. Uh, I, I do think his – I do think he's – I don't know if he's lost a step or if he's just bulked up. I do think the hits are taking their toll a little bit as well. But he's very special. He's not as dynamic as he used to be. Uh, He had five runs of 30 yards or more his rookie season in 15 games. He's only had four runs of 30-plus yards in three years combined since then. That's 31 games. So he's not taking as many runs deep, but he also is a guy who just takes that punishing. He just takes so many rough hits. Now, KT, I I had wondered about this too. You thought he hadn't had a lot of open running lanes. He's actually fifth in the NFL in yards before contact. Oh, really? So, Dang, maybe he is. Is he also. really? Yeah, he's fifth. Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, and Dalvin Cook are the only four ahead of him. Gosh. He's got more yards before uh, contact than Aaron Jones. Quick question: Is that um, is that only on handoffs, or is that because I'm thinking about all the different ways McCaffrey is used too? Yeah. Um, wow, that's interesting. That really this does is rushing me. only. The rushing only. Yeah. Okay, that's that's crazy, man. Um, I'm trying to find if I can find a. Uh, like I said, eight defenders in the box percentage, that type of thing. Um, see how much the, the box is loaded. And it looks like he is – I'm sorry, guys. I'm pulling this up right now on the fly here. Are you? Um, no, I got something for you. In yards after contact uh, per carry, he's 24th in the league at 2.1. Leonard Fournette leads the league at 3.9 yards after contact. Mark Ingram, Dalvin Cook, some of those guys near the top. Derrick Henry. So Not great. But it also could be, I mean, uh, numbers are, you know, you never know. Like, it could be okay. Well, some guys, they, uh, one guy touches them, and then they go break off a big run. Or mm-hmm. it could be he's got two guys on him right when he, sure. they make contact. Uh, you know, when I watch him, I don't feel like 
I mean, outside of the one play with Travis Frederick, I don't feel like he's leaving a bunch of yards on the field, right? I don't, I don't either. I mean, I totally see the idea that people think he's quote-unquote lost a step, but I think you could even say we were talking about that in year two and year three. I mean, I think that's the nature of the style of back that he is. It's not like he's crazy shifty. He's shifty compared to most guys his size and his power. Like, you know, when you start comparing him to – you know, whatever, crazy quick, hump, you know, little back. That's never been what he is. He was mm-hmm. this really unique combination of all those things. He does seem a little bit like he's lost a step going back to his rookie year, but I think it's been gradual each year. But I don't think that's ever been his calling card. Yeah, and he's had slow starts in the past as well, too. And uh, But you can't really call it a slow start anymore for in week six. And he mentioned the other night taking it to the house is the biggest thing that he needs to, like, you know, work on that – long runs the burst and I I just don't I don't know what to think because I I look at all the problems on the team and Zeke is never even close to the top of issues that I see right mm-hmm. and I know Agreed. people are going to know they're going to kill him because he got paid and all that stuff and there are a lot of people who didn't want to pay the running back but Zeke is not the problem and Dak is not the problem right or or D-Law's not the problem you guys think this is I don't a think cr- D-Law's the problem crap list from uh, Mashoda although number three Mashoda redeems himself at the athletic Jalen Smith being the number three cowboy that needs to turn things around personally and step up. He's the number one cowboy. Like if we're looking at this list and looking at what we've gotten out of these players, of those three players, we've gotten the least out of Jalen. To me, Jalen had one really good game, and that was the New Orleans game. I thought he was really good in that game. The other other games, he hasn't been what you had hoped after giving him the contract that you gave him. Yeah, and I don't know how to fix that either. There's a guy who texted in on the Autoflex leasing fan text, 877-881-1053. He said, any interest in picking up Zach Brown, the linebacker from the Eagles? So they just cut, and I said, what we have here is better than him. Did they cut Zach Brown because he made the guarantee that Kirk Cousins would suck? He's not very good. Okay. There are other guys on this list worthy of just mentioning here. Xavier Woods comes in at 7, Leighton Van Esch at 8, Michael Gallup at 10. Gallup, you know, with the drops this last week, this is a big redemption game for him. But Xavier Woods and Leighton Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch not having a good year either. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know what's going on with him. He does not look as dynamic and, and good as he has in the past. And then Xavier Woods, this is supposed to be a big breakout year. Where's Xavier Woods' big plays? Where, where They're is, not there. Where's him having a massive impact on the game? He hasn't been there. He's only He only missed one game with injury, right? Or was it two? Two, he missed. I okay, the ankle, so right? yeah, he's played in uh, you know two thirds of the available games, and the only thing I remember him doing is dropping an interception. Well, a lot of what he did last week was shadow Le'Veon Bell. Um, so you should get credit for that. Le'Veon Bell did not have. A I'm huge not sure pick. what his assignment was in the Alvin Kamara game, but I would guess it might be similar to that. Yeah, I mean, I might, again, the 92 yarder last week, huge, devastating play. But that's teams haven't done that to the Cowboys this year. They haven't just. The, the way the Cowboys' defense has lost is the way they always lose, getting the ball taken away from them for seven, eight minutes at a time. They don't give up big plays. And I don't think Xavier Woods has been picked on too much. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a I – mean, Xavier Woods makes nothing and is a six-round pick, and I know everyone wanted Earl Thomas and stuff, but he is another at the least of my, my worries. I just don't, I don't have a problem with him. I have a pro, The things I have a problem with, like stopping the run, which we did last week. Yep. Like – like it's easy, we want to kill the Cowboys' defense, but they're still top ten in the league in scoring defense, like allowing twenty points a game or something, or nineteen points a game, something like that. Like, that's pretty good. Here, here's what's so I don't, like I don't know. Like I know it just hasn't all come together. You Here, want it to all come together in a way. Here's what is screwing all of this up. 
What is screwing all this up is that they lost two important games because of turnovers, which is yeah. it's really hard to talk about anything else. When you get beat by three turnovers, it's hard to, like, focus on anything else. When you fumble twice at midfield in a game where the other team never scores a touchdown and, and you're, you're gifting them field goals, it's hard to talk about anything else. And then they follow that up by losing to a team that hadn't won yet. So, quite honestly, you know, that's your season in a nutshell right there. And the other three games, you totally destroyed teams that you're supposed to totally destroy. And so now we're sitting here sifting through. We're nitpicking. Who are the biggest names? How come they're not making more splash plays? That's really what this is. Ben said it best yesterday talking about the Titanic, and there's a bunch of little leaks in the hole. I think, that, I think that's the best way to look at it because – it is never one or two or three things. It's about other things. And then those other things lead to talking about scheme and the coaches and things like that. And it never stops when you lost three games in a row. Thing is, you can beat the Eagles, get a bye week, get your dudes back, beat the Giants five and three, Feel like see where the momentum. Eagles are. I mean, yeah. this is, Newey, what Newey said about the uh, NFL Network, go watch their Super Bowl season here. He's right, man. I was thinking about this. Remember that year the Broncos ended up uh, winning the Super Bowl and everyone's going, oh, they're, they're screwed. Peyton Manning can't throw the ball anymore. Right. They're screwed. Right. And there's stretches in every season. So hopefully that's the bad, bad stretch and it's over. I know no one wants to hear that, but hopefully that's what we're going to. Either way, you're trying to win the game Sunday night, and you can beat the Eagles. That's a very winnable game. I tell you what. Very winnable. Everything Newey was saying, we've been saying for the last week. We've talked about the three and five start last year ad nauseum. Having said that, if we come in here Monday, three and four, having lost to the Eagles at home, I think I'm going to be waving a white flag. I don't know how you come back from that. Unless you're three and five, and then you like you did last year. All right, so Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's catch up with our friends, the G-Bag Nation, right here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.